Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! Hello, my name is Bex and welcome to Bookworms, where we chat all about the best and biggest books with the best and biggest authors. This week on the show, Sean from The Breakfast Show on Fun Kids joins us to talk about his recent chat with Chris Smith, one of the authors behind The Great Dream Robbery. But first, comedian and author of the Little Badman series, Hamza Arshad, joins us to tell us more about his newest adventure, Little Badman and the Rise of the Punjabi Zombies. Hey guys, it's Hamza Arshad, MBE, and I'm one of the authors, along with Henry White, who have created the Little Badman series. There's three books, and our third book is coming out on the July the 7th, uh, 2022, and it is called Little Bad Man and the Rise of the Punjabi Zombies. And honestly, this is one of the funniest books you will ever read. Also contains uh, scary moments, it's, you know, i.e. Punjabi zombies. Uh, and it's basically about this guy called Little Bad Man who tries to be a little bit of a bad man, but isn't really and always gets himself into trouble. And him and his friends are starting off secondary school and they are going to get themselves in a bit of trouble where they find themselves with a magical orb that grants wishes, but uh, it goes terribly wrong and they have to find a way to make things better. And uh, yeah, as I said, there are Punjabi zombies out at hand. All right, we've got an exclusive reading from him as well. Here we go. Here we go. And this is basically Badman's, uh, little Badman's first day uh, at school and his dad is dropping him off, which obviously is the worst thing possible. So here we go. If I had a mic right now, I'd drop it and the crowd would go wild. But of course, my dad won't buy me a mic because he's tighter than a submarine's door. I swear, you've never met a man so cheap. He can get six cups of tea out of a single tea bag. Now, when he's done using a plaster, he peels it off and puts it back in the box for later. I once saw him trying to sell a copy of the big issue he'd found on the bus to a homeless guy. And because he's so tight, it means that we own the worst car in the world. Maybe even the universe. I swear, our car is rank. It looks like the kind of thing de detectives might tow out of a swamp. The only way it could be any dirtier would be to write dirty words on it. Which, of course, people quite often do. Usually my best friend, Umar. Stupid Umar. All of which is why I didn't want my dad dropping me off in front of the gate at that morning. Other kids might see me in it. I don't want to be known as the kid whose dad drove a skip on wheels. But at primary school, I'd spent years building my street cred, working on my rep. I was a king around there. But here, at this new school, I was a nobody. And now, thanks to my dad, I was about to become the biggest joke in the place. Which is where my story begins. Sitting beside Britain's most unhinged parent, in a car made of garbage, heading to my new school. What could go wrong? Please, Abuji, I begged as we drove towards the gates. Just drop me here, or better still, uh, six blocks away. I'll walk by myself. Absolutely not, <laughs> yelled my dad. I am making certain with my own eyes that you go through those gates. Where 
else am I going to go? There's nothing to do around here. I don't even have a bike to escape on. Nonsense. I buy you top quality bicycle. That ain't a bike. That's a tricycle. I had it since I was three. Very good tricycle made in Pakistan. Oh man, if something's made in Pakistan, that's it. As far as my dad's concerned, it's amazing. Seriously, it could be on fire and my dad would still swear blind it was the best sofa, carpet slash go ever created. As long as it had come from Pakistan. Don't get me wrong, I love Pakistan too. Uh, I love the food, the people, the culture, especially after spending my last summer holiday there. But it doesn't mean everything Pakistani is amazing. My dad, for instance, he's Pakistani and he's got more screws loose than this car. I could already see kids looking at us and pointing. Smoke was blowing out of the exhaust pipe and students behind us on the pavement were coughing and rubbing their eyes. I lowered myself down in my seat, hoping not to be seen. Why are you sinking? shouted my dad. Sit up straight. You are a Khan. Not this again. What's so great about being a Khan? It's just a surname. Why did my dad always have to act like the big man? I mean, we were surrounded by school kids. Who exactly was he trying to impress? Dad leaned past me and wound my window down. This is Hamza Khan, he shouted. Look at him. Remember his face. What the hell are you doing? I hissed. Be quiet. Nonsense, said my dad. They must learn who you are. This is a fresh start for you. You can be respected here, not a clown, like at your law school. I ain't no clown. Tell them that, said my dad, beeping the horn. My son is not a clown, he shouted out the window. He is a leader. He is a winner. He is the best of you. Stop it, I yelled. Why are you saying this stuff? You don't even believe it. Of course I don't, replied my dad, sitting back in his seat. You are ridiculous, but perhaps if you start... You on the right track this year, you will finally stop embarrassing me. <laughs> okay, so we need to check in with Sean all about his brilliant chat with Chris Smith. Okay, so as promised, I'm here right now with Sean from The Breakfast Show. And Sean, you went to one of my favourite places recently, to Barnes Book Festival. Is that right? I've taken a leaf out of your book. Nice. And I've gone on a, I've gone on a little book adventure of my own. Tell me, what did you think of Barnes when you turned up? What did you see? What did you do? Barnes is such a lovely place. So I was there because uh, I was hosting some events with lovely authors, uh, Simon Farnaby and David Baddiel. And uh, But first, just to tell you about, about Barnes Festival, the scenes were just so delightful and pleasant. There's like There's the little big top tent where some of the events are happening. There's loads of activities happening in a very leafy and idyllic part of London. It's just a very nice, good vibe. It's so lovely. I've been there a few times. Uh, last year, I interviewed Michael Morpurgo in like this big marquee in the Wetland Centre. And it was like just such a delightful place to be. And there's like a big pond and there's lots of volunteers helping you and they draw chalk um, pictures of kind of characters and books on the pavements. It just feels like a little wonderland, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, definitely. And uh, first of all, uh, I was chatting with Simon Farnaby, who has written The Wizard in My Shed and Wire in My Wardrobe books. They're so good, aren't they? Yeah, they're really, really, really good, really funny. And I I wouldn't be surprised if they were immediately on TV. And what's great about the Simon Farnaby events is that loads of the audience are clearly massive, horrible history fans. And if you're a horrible history fan, then you're going to enjoy the Wizard in My Shed and Warrior in My Wardrobe books anyway, because they've got loads of little nods to dark pieces of history. Like, even though it's about mad things like time traveling wizards, the history is on point and and really, really accurate. 
So we had loads of fun with the audience uh, talking horrible histories. We also got the audience to think of cool titles for what Simon's next book might be. My personal favourite being Pharaoh in my fridge. Nice. Someone came up with like Cyborg in my toaster. Again, <laughs> very, very good. Some very creative. That's the, th- that's the other thing really enjoy about Barnes Festival is that everybody who gets involved with the events have got like this mad creative mind and all of the ideas are super, super good. So that was also really, really fun. And then I got to chat to some lovely authors around and about the place as well. And I sat outside in the sunshine next to a hot dog stand chatting to a good pal of ours, lovely Chris Smith. All right. Well, lovely stuff. Uh, Let's find out a little bit more. Let's listen to that chat. Here we go. This is Sean meeting Chris Smith. Hello, everyone. I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading. It's Sean. It's the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast. I'm on uh, Barnes Book Festival duty. I'm just lounging in the sun with Chris Smith. We're just surrounded by people eating hot dogs and chips and ice creams in the sunshine. This is the, the best interview ever already. Hasn't started. I can't begin to describe how joyous this whole thing is. And Chris, is just uh, you just come from your event. Yes, I have. Yes. So um, I'm flying solo today talking about Frankie Best Hates Quests. Um, which is my first book on my own uh, and uh, I've just had a really lovely chat with loads of lovely people Is this your first event that you've done on your own as well? Uh, it's the first uh, festival event I've done I've been doing a few school events which has been nice but the um, I, I was I, I had one festival a few weeks ago that I was supposed to do and then I got COVID <laughs> Yay! It's still here folks Yay. but I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it in uh, in the lovely Barnes Festival it's just everyone's having a nice time What did you do what did you do in your event today? So um, I'm talking a little bit about uh, why I love fantasy so much. Talking about The Hobbit uh, and um, Lord of the Rings and The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and all the books that I really love. Uh, And then um, sort of talking a bit about a theory called The Hero's Journey, which is this theory that um, a lot of the same steps happen in lots of different Mm -hmm. stories. So how we start in the ordinary world and the hero receives a call to adventure and then they have tests and make friends and enemies along the way and approach a scary lair. And and I sort of try and bring that um, to life uh, for the people in the audience by um, we make up a story based on a brand new island that I draw by drawing a blobby shape on a flip chart. We put lots of different things on the island and then have an adventure through the island so um people's uh, imaginations were definitely working today because the villain for the story was jeff the evil donut <laughs> it's so good when we one of the things that i love about this festival so i've just done an event with simon farnaby and we were asking the audience to come up with titles for his next book and what i really like is that everyone's just got loads of creative ideas and everyone gets involved and it very much sounds like that you created a nice new adventure over at your event too. Right, basically, the new book is writing itself. <laughs> it's the adventures of Fred going through the Yeti Mountains to battle Jeff the Evil Donut. Job done. This is the behind the scenes of the Barnes Book Festival, everyone. So what we do is that we get you all here, we harvest your ideas. Don't give the secrets away. <laughs> and then we make loads of money from them. Uh, tell us more about uh, Frankie, though, and her adventure. 
So um, I really wanted to write a fantasy book because I love fantasy. I wanted a book with a map at the beginning because I love books. Oh, me too, me too. Best ones, right? Um, And so I I made up this uh, fantastical kingdom called Parallelia uh, and started writing a story based in it. And um, I sort of got a bit stuck because I thought, uh, much as I love fantasy, it was all getting a bit too nerdy. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? It was getting a bit too fantasy. So um, one day it popped into my head, what about having a character who, uh, who sort of wanders into this kingdom by accident who hates fantasy. So that's Frankie Best, who thinks that um, elves, witches, wizards, hobbits, dwarves, and all the rest of it, uh, and magic are rubbish and childish, uh, and then ends up having to go on an adventure through a fantasy kingdom uh, and just basically finds most of it really, really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Is is this your early book conversations with Greg James when you were going out? You were trying to convince him that elves in Hobbits should be featuring in books? Basically, it's Greg James as a 12-year-old girl. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) pretty much it. Yeah, obsessed with her phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Greg all over. <laughs> Amazing stuff. What's the, what's the main difference is going writing solo than um, writing the kid normal books and also the dream robbery books with Greg? Well, um, I suppose I, I get to I get to uh, live out my nerdy fantasy side, which, uh, as you rightly say, Greg Greg is not quite such a big <laughs> fan of. Uh, so that's nice. So I can put in all my nerdy references to the Hobbit and the Dark Crystal and uh, and the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and stuff like that. Um, I suppose it's um it's a really different process because writing with someone else, mm-hmm. you know, it's um you know it's harder to run out of ideas or, 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 and harder to get scared because you can just go I don't know what happens next what happens in the next scene and you can sort of look at each other and go it's going to be alright we will think of something together we'll bash our heads together whereas you know it's my first experience of sort of, of that slightly sort of lonely author in a room yeah. scenario where you know there's, there's no there's nothing to bash your head against except the wall <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but actually it, for all that it's 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 you know it's really rewarding when you get to the end of it and there's something sort of quite you know golem about it. it's like it's mine my precious <laughs> so it's been it's, it's it's something that's really close to my heart to kind of do, to do something on my own it was important someone that i really wanted to sort of prove to myself that i could yeah. do um but yeah really different experience yeah because when i because when i was writing my book with my friend it's the the, the thing about it is when you've written it and someone else has already read it, so you know that whether it's funny or not, you've already got that idea. Whereas um, writing on your own, you've got to put the whole thing over to your editor and fingers crossed that they're going to come back and be thinking, yes, this is amazing. You're right. My goodness, that handing your homework <laughs> feeling <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. And, all good. yeah, and then when the feedback comes back, you know, you can't sort of sit together and <laughs> yeah. go like, absorb it all together, <laughs> yeah, observe right. the sadness. Yeah, it's very, it's, you know, very, very personal, particularly as it's written about stuff that's so close to my heart. You know, I think I would have been really crushed if someone said, yeah, it's all right, but we don't really want a fancy <laughs> book. I think I would probably have wept in a <laughs> yeah. corner, curled up in a fetal position. But, uh, but here we are thriving in the in, at Barnes Festival. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my, tre- my cheeks are dry. There's no tears anywhere, so it's gone. It's gone all right. Phew. And when I was reading it, like I was enjoying all of the nerdy uh, references as well, like my precious um, as as the phone. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the evil villains in in this book. So um, the, uh, the 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 main villain is called Hagister. Uh, which is a um, it's actually a Scottish word for a magpie so there's a slight sort of kid normal throwback because obviously the villain in the kid normal stories was called magpie um, so Haggister is uh, is trying to gather these sort of sacred uh, artefacts these talismans that keep the kingdom of Parallelia safe uh, and uh, if you think that sounds nerdy and you're a bit annoyed by it that's exactly how Frankie Best feels about it she's like oh my goodness he's what magical helm just say helmet 
Don't be ridiculous. Don't give it a stupid oldie worldy name. So um, yeah, he is trying to steal all these uh, all these talismans and reassemble a magical suit of armor. Obviously for evil purposes, mm. because he's a villain and that's what they do. Uh, and Frankie is uh, rather reluctantly trying to stop him uh, because uh, uh, one of the custodians of these magical artifacts is Frankie's grandfather, who's been kidnapped. Mm. So she's kind of getting dragged along on this adventure that uh, certainly at the start she really, really doesn't want to have. This is such a smart move. If you love fantasy books, then you're going to love Frankie ba- Best Hates Quest. If you don't like them, you're going to love Frankie Best Hates Quest as well because you'll be along the ride with Frankie. That's the theory. Uh, <laughs> and can I please use that quote for the back cover? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Chris, it's been lovely hanging out with you in the sunshine. Thank you very much for having me. I think we should go and have a hot dog. I think that should absolutely happen. All right, brilliant stuff. Thank you to Sean and thank you to Chris Smith. Sean, can I, tell, can I ask you, will you be back there next year? Will you be going to Barnes? Oh, I'd hope so. If they have me back, definitely. I mean, that was one of my favourite interviews I've done for ages. Just sat in the grass, in the sunshine, the smell of the hot dog stand in our nostrils, chatting about Frankie Best Hates Quests, which I can also say is a delightful book. Chris Smith playing 4D chess, writing a book for people who simultaneously love fantasy books and also can't stand them. Very, very enjoyable. And uh, finished up the day with an event with uh, with David Baddiel, who's written tons and tons of children's books we were chatting mostly about the boy who got accidentally famous and he's written loads and loads of stuff and david does loads of there was a really fun bit where uh, he did a bit from the, the parent agency where he goes around asking the kids uh, if they could choose anybody famous to be their parents who would they choose that's very very amusing combinations a lot of shouts guess who was a popular show in that question bex uh, for being a parent, uh, oh, was I don't know, was David Williams up there, I feel like? But you're, you're close. It, it wasn't David. The most shouts were David Attenborough. <laughs> oh, I can see that, though. He's wholesome. He would give you good advice. I would like that as well, actually. Good good idea. Some, yeah, some of the shouts were absolutely bonkers, but David Attenborough was was very, very good. Very, very strong. Uh, yeah, so that was a that was a lovely time, and I'd I'd love to go back again, do more events, and chat to more lovely authors because it was delightful. Brilliant stuff. All right, well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, Sean. And uh, big up to the Barnes Festival, one of my favourites. And hopefully, um, yeah, we will see you at Barnes Festival soon, Sean. Fingers crossed, Bex. Good being back on Bookworms. It's one of my favourite places to be. I'm now going to fly off. All right, see you somewhere. soon, Sean. <laughs> So as you heard there, Greg James and Chris Smith have a brand new book out, The Great Dream Robbery. It sounds pretty awesome to me. I think it's one we need to get on the bookshelves immediately. There's also some other big new books out at the moment, including Kitty and the Star Stone Robber by Paula Harrison, uh, illustrated by Jenny Lovely. What a great name. In it, Kitty is a superhero in training with feline superpowers. She dreams of being just like her superhero mum but she still has quite a lot to learn. You can join her for a series of enchanting adventures by the light of the moon, including dinosaur bones, glittering gems, and a sparkling meteorite. Uh -uh. There's also a brand new book out by Alex Falasse-Koya called Marv and the Pool of Peril. It's all about ordinary boy Marvin wearing a super suit and becoming Marv, a superhero with infinite powers. It is 
a big old deal. Can Marv defeat supervillain Shadow and her army of robot sharks to save the day? Well, you have to read the book to find out, don't you? So definitely check out The Great Dream Robbery, Kitty and the Star Stone Robber, and Marv and the Pool of Peril if you want a brand new book this month. That's pretty much it from me today, but don't you worry, we'll be back super soon with another Bookworms. In the meantime, like, subscribe, and follow this podcast wherever it is you get your pods from, please, and thank you. Bye! Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!